a week of upsets. Things we didn't predict. That's the landscape of fantasy football sometimes. That's the landscape of the NFL at times. We adjust. We make maneuvers that we think will work for us. But the unpredictable can always happen. But will you be prepared? Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Wyslicker. Follow me on all social media at Wyslicker. Be true to thyself, embrace your addiction, and earn your chip. Just as we do every week, this is Waiver Wire Wishes. We look over all the injuries that happened this past Sunday, and we look over things as far as players that we might want to grab off the waiver wire. Going down the list of injuries, man, this week, there were plentiful, just as every other week this season, man. You got new injuries that pop up where you have to be prepared. Week 9 was not, again, an exception to this rule. This just goes to show you again, that injuries can happen anytime, and we have to pivot and make sure that we are prepared to get through the next fantasy football week. We're going into week 10. That means that you have week 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. You got five games left to make your push for the playoffs, and this is where we do it. It is crunch time. So if you were five and four or Four and five, this is your opportunity. Let's make this shit count, and let's get it together and make sure that we can sneak into the fantasy playoffs. Now, I know a lot of you guys' leagues, you only may have four playoff seats. If you only got four playoff seats and you're at this five and four and the next people up against you, like the next four teams that are above you are like seven and one, six and two, you know, or excuse me, eight and one, six and three, seven and two going into this. You know, you got to look at look at that, those types of things and be like, all right, maybe I can't get there, but never give up. Just keep moving forward. If, you, if you're in that four playoff teams, maybe you could spoil it for somebody else. It's your time to play spoiler. Always go out there and win. If you're in dynasty leagues and you, you, you're you tanking, if you're in that particular situation where you're like, oh, I'm just trying to play for a good draft pick, whatever, whatever, I don't believe in that. I want to play every week to win. Um, I understand that some people say you're doing what's best for your team, uh, trying to secure a better draft pick for yourself. I'm not a component of that. I want to try to win Every time out, even if I'm at the lowest of the lows. Like right now in one of my leagues, you know, I've only won three games so far. So I'm still out here. I'm going to battle each week. I'm not going to not put players in my lineup. I'm not going to, you know, purposely have players on in, on that are injured in my starting lineup. I'm not going to purposely put players that are on bye in my starting lineup. I'm going to still – Try to compete. If I win a game, that's fine. You know, the P 
people make such a big deal out of, you know, the the draft process, the draft picks. People make a big deal out of that. You want to have one of the top draft picks. Yes, of course, if you had the number one overall pick this year, you picked Najee Harris in the rookie draft, which is great. But if you picked third or fourth, you got Jamar Chase, which is great. You know, if you picked in, you, you know, you got uh, one of the the quarterbacks. No, they're not panning out this year, but you're still in a position where these guys can pan out. We don't want to call them bust already. You know, you want to say, hey, these guys can pan out. We got plenty of time here with these guys. So any pick that you have in the first round, all of those guys that you picked in the first round are capable of being great. You know, the 12th pick in the in, in the first round of the drafts were like Elijah Moore or Justin Fields, depending, you know, or Mac Jones. I'm going to say more Mac Jones than Justin Fields. So the, the tail end of the first round got you some guys that are going to be okay. Could have gotten you Rashad Bateman. You're still looking at guys who, yes, they've been injured or no, they haven't performed to the level that we think they're going to perform to, but we can't classify these guys as bust just yet. Excuse me while I take a sip of water. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So the injuries that happened this Sunday with the Carolina Panthers, Christian McCaffrey made his return. We look forward to that. He was limited in his role. They're still trying to work him back. But their center, Matt Podiris, he was carted off to the locker room in the first quarter with a knee injury, did not return. Um, they reported after the game that he suffered a torn ACL and he's going to miss the rest of the season. Left tackle, Cameron Irvin, he was ruled out of this game as well uh, with a calf injury. And lineman Brian Burns was ruled out of the game as well with an ankle injury. So you got some players on offense that are going to be missing for that we got to look out for for the Carolina Panthers. And you also got the defensive lineman, you know, Brian Burns, who's been an integral part of their defense. Uh, he's out with an, he, he left that game early with an ankle injury. With the Baltimore Ravens, safety Deshaun Elliott suffered a torn biceps and pectoral muscle. Uh, this was reported by head coach. John Harbaugh, he told reporters that torn bicep, pectoral muscle, that's probably going to keep him out for the rest of the year. Um, you know, it's a big blow for those guys. Their secondary has already been in shambles, and this is just another notch, another tally mark for their, for their secondary and their defense. Um, you know, it's tough to win football games when you have that many injuries. But somehow the Ravens are making it happen. So hopefully they'll continue to do so. Hopefully they'll start getting some. There's a lot of guys that, there aren't getting, that they are not getting back this year, and this being one of them. But hopefully they'll start to get a little more healthy as the season progresses here. Um, the New Orleans Saints, defensive back, Chauncey. Gardner Johnson, 
He was carted off to the locker room with a foot injury in the second quarter. Did not return. We're going to look out for that. But the Cleveland Browns cornerback, Greedy Williams, shoulder injury. He left the game early. Did not return. Uh, Baker Mayfield suffered a cut on his knee. He said that it's merely a flesh wound. He's going to be okay. The guy's tough as nails. He's been playing with the torn labrum in the shoulder. So I think this isn't going to keep him from playing any games or anything like that. Cincinnati Bengals safety. Brandon Williams was Wilson. Brandon Wilson was carted off to the locker room with a knee injury early in the second quarter. Did not return. And linebacker Akeem Davis Gerther, he was ruled out with a left foot injury. So we gotta look out for that. Trevor Lawrence suffered a low a low grade ankle sprain in the first half of the game. He did return to the game. Rookie got an x-ray after to confirm the injury, but he's going to keep the same treatment that he got during the game and after the game, so he's potentially not going to miss any time for this injury, but we do want to look out for that. Left tackle Cam Robinson, he was ruled out before the game. He suffered an injury before the game, back injury. He was ruled out pretty early in the game against the the Bills. We're going to have to take a look at how he's going to be progressing uh, throughout the week. We're also going to take a look at James Robinson, who did not play in this game. We're going to be looking out for him as well with his injury. Um, Cornerback Chris Clay Brooks, he suffered a concussion in this game for the Jags, and he is going to be in concussion protocol this week. So we're going to look out for that. Running back Ezekiel Elliott left the game briefly with a knee contusion, right knee contusion. He left the game briefly. He did come back in, but that's why he was limited in the game. He didn't play to the caliber that we're used to seeing Ezekiel Elliott play. And we're going to have to look out for this moving forward this week because if he's not able to go, then Tony Pollard is going to step into the role and hopefully it'll be better for them than what they played against the Denver Broncos because Denver gave them the business. Um, It was bad. Buffalo Bills safety Jawan Johnson suffered a hamstring injury um, in the loss to Jacksonville. Defensive back Teron Johnson, him and both, him and running back Zach Wilson, both have concussions. They will be in concussion protocol this week. So we got to look at Zach Moss. Did I say Zach Wilson? I think I said Zach Wilson. Let me back. Zach Moss, running back of the Buffalo Bills. Concussion. They're going to be in concussion protocol this week. Devin Singletary, he's already that. Him and Zach Moss, they share responsibilities on the offense. But if Zach Moss isn't available to play next week, then, you know, you're looking at, Devin Singletary, and you're looking at him to to be pretty good, you know? With the Miami Dolphins, center Greg Mance, ankle injury. He was ruled out in their win over Houston. Uh, and tight end Durham Smythe, he left the game early with an eye injury. Don't know the extent of that. I'm going to have to take a look at that and see what's going on with him. Uh, as the week progresses, the New England Patriots, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, 
both had head injuries. And tight end John U. Smith with a shoulder injury. They all left the game early. These are heavy hitters for this New England Patriots offense here. And we're going to have to look out for these injuries, man. Um, if, in fact, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson can't go, then we're looking at Brandon Bolden and we're looking at J.J. Uh, Taylor as the guys who are going to step in to fill the running back roles for these guys. Denver Broncos, Patrick Sertan, knee injury. Uh, right tackle, Bobby Massey, ankle injury. They both exited the game early uh, against Dallas. You know, we got to look out for that. Brashard Breeland of the Minnesota Vikings, he suffered a groin injury against Baltimore, left the game. Uh, we have to look out for that. Atlanta Falcons corner, Kendall Sheffield, hamstring injury was ruled out. Got to look out for that. New York Giants, Caden Smith was ruled out and evaluated for a concussion. We have to look out for that. He's going to be in concussion protocol. And then running back, Devontae Booker, suffered a hip injury. The good news for the Giants is that they're going into a bye week, week 10. So hopefully at this point in time, they'll have Saquon Barkley back for week 11. So that's something we're going to have to look forward for at that point in time. You may have used Devontae Booker for your last time. And he did have a pretty good game for you um, this time out. But suffering a hip injury, Saquon coming back. We don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, we, we're going to have to look out for that. Las Vegas corner, uh, Keyshawn Nixon. He was ruled out with the ankle injury in their loss to New York. Um, with the Green Bay Packers, Eric Stokes, corner, and defensive lineman Kenny Clark with a back injury. They were ruled out against uh, the Chiefs. And also, Ron John Runyon, the guard, he left the game early with an illness and did not return. We don't think that's injury-related with him. He just was maybe some stomach bug or something. Hopefully he'll be able to, to be all right and we'll monitor the situation throughout the week for him to see what's going to happen. Um, but the San Francisco 49ers, quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo told reporters that he's okay after the lower leg injury, you know, after his lower leg got hurt after the roughing and passing penalty in the third quarter. He says he's okay. Still want to monitor him throughout the week. They do have Trey Lance. That is available. He can play if need be. So we're going to have to look out for that, see how Jimmy progresses through the practices this week and if he's going to be ready to go. They do play on Monday night against the Rams. So after the Rams suffered that loss to the Titans, you know, we don't know. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't. Fully participate in practice. Maybe they go with Trey Lance. You never know what's going to happen here. Kyle Shanahan is quick to pull the trigger on whoever he thinks has the great practices for that week. And if they have the great practices, they're going to be put into the game plan. And and that's just what it is. You know, so we'll see what happens if, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, the Arizona Cardinals. 
running back Chase Edmonds suffered an ankle injury. It's been said that he has a high ankle sprain and he will miss multiple games. That means that James Conner is your guy now. Um, he had a tremendous performance this week, and he'll potentially continue to have tremendous performances. Hopefully, we'll see what happens with Kyler Murray, if he's going to be ready to play. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins has been listed as day-to-day with the hamstring injury, so we don't know if he's going to play next week either. Cornerback Darius Slay for the Philadelphia Eagles exited the game early against the Chargers with a hamstring injury, and he did not return. We're going to have to look out for that with him. As you guys know, I record this right before the Monday night game, so David Montgomery was activated and He's going to play tonight. We're going to see how he's going to do. You'll have a little bit more up. If you listen to the Truth episode, the Touch of Truth episode, you'll probably have a little more update and insight to what he did at that particular point. The waiver wire and the injuries I just talked about before the Monday night game. Will Fuller has already been ruled out for Thursday's night's game um, against Baltimore. So Miami, the Dolphins will be without Will Fuller. Zach Wilson is going to start practicing this week, but Mike White could get the start. We have to look out for that and see how he's progressing through practices and what they think about, you know, go ahead and put Mike White in. Mike White did get injured in in the game on Thursday, last Thursday, and Josh Johnson completed the game. In the game, in the time frame that Mike White was playing, he had three drives where they just couldn't move the ball. Does does is that his fault? Maybe not. Maybe so. But you know, for those people who are saying that Zach Wilson sucks and Mike White is just so much better, the play calling was completely different in these two games, these last two weeks that Mike Lafleur has called the games. He is made sure that he is protecting the quarterback. He's made sure that they're getting short intermediate routes that they're running and they're trying to get the ball out of their hands quickly. Now, if this was the same type of offense he was running with Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson probably wouldn't be hurt at this point in time. That's my opinion on it. People could say I'm stupid. They can say whatever they want to say about this. But in my opinion, Zach Wilson is a far better quarterback than what they have behind him in Mike White and Josh Johnson. That's why he was the starter in the first place, because they know he was far better than those guys. But again, it is up to Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, to protect his quarterbacks and to get them into rhythm by doing the same thing he's done over the last two weeks, and that's short intermediate passes, get these guys in rhythm, and then you can hit people with deeper passes with the play action and things like that. So he's going to have to do that, and we'll see if that's what's going to happen moving forward. But Zach Wilson is returning to practice, and we'll see if he's going to be the starter or not. Antonio Brown. Bruce Arians, Coach Bruce Arians, said that he is still in a walking boot. So he's missed the last two weeks in a walking boot. Antonio Brown, we're still looking forward to him getting back on the field. We know that Tom Brady 
loves throwing him the ball. He's his favorite target. He's been his favorite target this year, even though the ball has been spread around. Has been spread around. It's been dispersed to the other receivers as well. But we know in crunch situations, it's gonna be Antonio Brown that's gonna get the ball. So we want him back on our fantasy teams. We want him back on the field. So we're gonna have to look for look out for that and see if he practices this week, if he gets out of that walking boot and what have you. We already talked about Chase Edmonds. He's gonna miss some games. Uh Sam Darnold supposed to have an MRI on his shoulder to see what the extent of the damage is for him. I uh, did get that notification. He's going to be considered day-to-day, and there's no word on who the decision will be for the starting quarterback. Matt Rule is not going to give you any indication on whether or not, you know, P.J. Walker is going to be the starter or if, Sam Darnold is going to be the starter. He's not going to give you that indication. He wouldn't give you any indication that CMC was going to play. You had to guess. You had to guess. They, he even came out and said, oh, we're going to activate him off of the thing, but we still don't know if he's going to play or not, if he's going to be ready. Give me a break, dude. Like, why you got to continuously be so goddamn cryptic about these injuries, man? It's ridiculous. Russell Wilson expects to return this week and play versus the Packers. He's expecting to do so. So when Russell Wilson says that's what he's going to do, I'm pretty sure that's what he's going to do. So we're going to look out for that. Russell Wilson coming back to play. Michael Gallup is expected to play in week 10 after missing another week. Um, I think they need something. Abysmal performance from the Dallas Cowboys this week against the bank, the Broncos, excuse me. The Raiders are expected to sign Deshaun Jackson. This comes from him himself uh, saying that he's signing with the the Raiders. Um, so Raiders get another speed guy after Henry Ruggs got released. They are also releasing former first-round pick Damon Arnett. He was, you know, in the news here, brandishing weapons, uh, you know, threatening people. He's got a lawsuit filed against him for bodily harms in a car accident. It was a hit-and-run, basically. He left the scene so because he was running late to a meeting at the team facility. Uh, another lawsuit that he has out uh, with the Aria Hotel and well, an incident that happened at a hotel and casino. Uh, said he berated an employee who said that they could he couldn't get his car because he didn't have the valet ticket. You know, these guys just need to stop with this nonsense, man. Like you're a football player, you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially millions of dollars and you're fucking it up because you want to do stupid shit, man. Like stop doing dumb shit. Damn. Then head coach Dan Campbell for the lions say that they will not put in a claim for Odell Beckham jr. I personally don't believe any team is going to put in a claim for him. 
He wants to be a free agent. He wants to pick which team he's going to go to. Nobody wants to pay $7.5 million for a one-year rental if you are not a contending team. And that's who's at the top of the wave list are those non-contending teams. You're paying $7.5 million for them on a one-year rental. You're not contending, and he's not going to re-sign to your team. Just don't put in a claim for the guy. Let him become a free agent so he can go where he wants. Don't be dicks about the situation. Please. Just just let the man pick where he wants to go. We'll have more information on that. You know, next on our Start Sits episode on Thursday, we'll know exactly where he's going to go and who he's going to play for at that particular point in time. So, now... We are going to get into the waiver wire pickups. So, waiver wire pickups. Now, again, like always, we do this based on the consensus, the experts consensus, who they tell you to pick up, based on, you know, the ownership of players across all leagues. So... Of course, with Sam Darnold being in a situation that he's in, of course, listed is going to be P.J. Walker as one of the guys listed. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is still listed, being that he's only owned in 25% of leagues. Of course, he's been playing pretty decent all year long. You want to have him on your team if you're in a situation where you need him. Um, People picked up Mike White last week. We told you, well, the previous week before that, the game where he actually came, had his coming out party, you know, his first start, we told you to go ahead and play him. We told you that in this week that he wasn't a good play against the Indianapolis Colts. It turned out he wasn't a good play due to injury, so we don't take credit for that. You know, he, he didn't play the game. Um, but if it's saying that he might start again, then, of course, you're looking to pick him up. Now, the game that they're going to be playing is against the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) So, are you really going to be picking him up to play against the Buffalo Bills? I think not. So, people are thinking like, hey, I should go ahead and get Mike White. No, you should not. You should leave him right where he is. If you didn't capitalize on him in the week we told you to capitalize on him, that boat has has sailed, man. That ship has sailed. You're done. You go get him this week, he's going to wet the bed on you against the Buffalo Bills, and then you're going to be looking like, well, what the fuck do I do with this guy now? Like, You do nothing with him. If you're in a trade situation, if if you're in a dynasty league and you're looking to trade the guy, trade the guy. Because I do not believe that this guy is going to beat out Zach Wilson and be the starter for the rest of the year. That's not going to happen. They spent too much too much draft capital. They did too much to get Zach Wilson and to have him be their starting quarterback to just say, hey, because this guy played one good game, we're just going to move on with him. I don't think that's going to happen. So... The number one quarterback pickup of the week 
is going to still is going to be Trey Lance, and that is because again, we have Jimmy Garoppolo who's going to be deal, he's dealing with the lower leg injury. Yes, he says he's fine, but we have to monitor him through practice. And if he doesn't go, of course, Trey Lance is going to look magnifique out there being that he can run the football. And we do know that the Los Angeles Rams defense does have trouble with running quarterbacks. We saw that happen when they played Kyler Murray. He ran all over those guys. Shit happens. So if Trey Lance is going to get the start because Jimmy Garoppolo can't go, then we want to have him on our fantasy team. That's what we want to have him. We want to have him on our fantasy team if that's what's going to happen, if he's going to be the starter. And we prepare for those types of things. Yes, we spend a wave of priority on him, but if we don't need him, it is what it is. But at least we have him on our team. Big Ben Roethlisberger is another streaming option for you at the quarterback position. If he's not on anybody's team, you might want to go pick him up. They're playing the Detroit Lions. All right. So, and Mac Jones is still listed as a quarterback to pick up off of waiver wires. Mac Jones this week is going up against Cleveland. Their defense has not been great. You know, they've given up a lot of points. So, yes, even though they did, you know, just demolish the Bengals, it's still they, they give up a lot of points on defense. So, Mac Jones could potentially be. But our number one quarterback waiver wire pickup is going to be Trey Lance. Number one running back pickup. It's tough to say, uh, but Ido Benjamin is a is a name that people may want to look for. He is the running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Running backs are scarce; they're really scarce. But you want to look at him um, as a waiver wire pickup. You want to look at Brandon Bolden of the New England Patriots as a pickup. Carlos Hyde did nothing, but the also the running back that you guys want to look out for who got a, a tremendous amount of carries here in the game against the Rams from the Tennessee Titans, De, Devonta Foreman. Devonta Foreman got a, a significant amount of carries uh, due to, one, the fact that Adrian Peterson was just getting back in the game shape, and two, Jeremy McNichols, they want him in on third down situations and critical situations for pass protection. They want to use him in those manners, and they don't want to risk injury to him. So they are using the other guys to run between the tackles a lot more. And that's something we got wrong about Jeremy McNichols. We thought that he was going to be the guy that they were just going to give the ball to, and they're not. They're not giving them the ball like that. They're having him in on key, crucial situations. And, of course, Jordan Howard of the Philadelphia Eagles. Somehow they like this guy. While Miles Sanders is out, he's the guy. And I have no idea why. I really don't. You know, 
personal feelings do come in and stake when you talk about fantasy football. You know, sometimes you try to keep your personal feelings out of it and just for the sake of, you know, getting the guy out there that's producing. Jordan Howard is producing right now. No matter how I feel about him personally, because I think he's a trash-ass running back, but he's producing right now for these Philadelphia Eagles, and they like him, and they keep rolling him out there. So he's a guy that you, if you didn't pick him up last week, you know, or if you didn't pick him up, because after he had his two-touchdown performance, he followed up with a nice performance this week as well as far as fantasy production is concerned. If you didn't pick him up last week, then pick him up this time. He's going to be the guy. Of course, wide receivers. Rashad Bateman, I've been telling you, keep picking him. I've been telling you over and over again, pick, pick, pick him up, pick him up, pick him up. Elijah Moore, we, we've been told you to pick him up, pick him up, pick him up. Van Jefferson, we've been told you to pick him up. Uh, Michael Gallup, we've been told you to pick him up. Donovan Peoples-Jones, we've been told you to pick him up. Brandon Ayuk, yes, he had a great performance. I told you that we were not going to start this guy until we saw something for him, but we wasn't going to drop him. If he is on your waiver wire, pick him up. Pick him up. Um, Russell Gage for the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, you're still going to you're still going to roll with him. You think he's the guy over there? He's the other. He's the receiver that's going to get the most work outside of Cordero Patterson. I understand that Zacchaeus put up a tremendous performance this time, but it was an out of nowhere performance. We talked about this on the Truth episode. Out of nowhere performance. Yes, he gives you one of those each year. He gave you one last year, and everybody thought, yo, Zacchaeus is going to be the guy. And then he dropped off the face of the earth just like he did, just like he's been doing. I mean, the guy is inconsistent. So Russell Gage is the guy that we're going to continue to be looking at if he can prove the play that he's proved that he proved last season where he got a tremendous amount of targets and a tremendous amount of catches without Julio Jones being there. If he can become just as good as he was last year, he's going to be a nice addition to your team. So you want to have him on your team. Deshaun Jackson, if he's signing to the Raiders, you might want to look out for this, man. He can be a deep threat shot. And with Hunter Renfro being hurt as well, because Hunter Renfro did get hurt in the game, with him being hurt as well, they got to throw the ball to somebody outside of Waller. Why not Deshaun Jackson? So you're looking out for him. You're also looking out for Traquan Smith of the New Orleans Saints. Again, him on the other side of Callaway, I believe, is going to be – he's going to be utilized a little bit more. He's still working his way back, still getting the chemistry. I think him and Jameis, they had a little little sidebar on the on – the, on the sidelines a few weeks ago, if Jameis Winston doesn't go down, then I believe Traquan Smith becomes the guy who Jameis Winston is targeting a lot. Um, but now we have to see what's going to happen as far as their quarterback position because Trevor Simeon didn't get it done. <laughs> so if we're going to see uh, Taysom Hill, which I told people to go ahead and pick him up 
last week he was our number one waiver wire pickup. No, it did not come to fruition for you this week, but we're going to look forward to that uh, next week. We're going to look to see if he's going to be the starter, and he's going to do his thing. I think he's going to do his thing as far as running the ball and everything like that. So our number one waiver wire pickup for the wide receiver position, if he's still out there and you still haven't picked him up, fucking Rashad Bateman, go get him. And if he's down there on anything, Donovan Peoples-Jones, man, I believe he's going to be Baker's favorite guy. And he's going to be Baker's go-to target. So you're going to pick up Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, Elijah Moore, we already talked about. A lot of these guys, we already talked about them being on your team weeks ago. But if Rashad Bateman is still out there, he's your number one uh, wide receiver pickup. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones is your number two wide receiver pickup. You know, and Brandon Ayuk, man, if he's just picking back up, I guess. I don't, I don't know, man. We Hopefully he's getting back into that. Gave you 18 fantasy points this week, man, even though I told you. We didn't get this wrong. We told you we are not starting him until he shows us something of note. And I believe this week he showed you something of note. Yes, we're going to say we got it wrong because we didn't start him. We set him. But we told you that we weren't going to start him until he'd done something of note. And he's done something of note now. So, yeah. And then tight end, our number one waiver wire pickup, if he is on your waiver wire, if you're looking for the tight end, Logan Thomas. Look to see if somebody dropped them. And they are coming off of the bye week. He is, if he is available, pick him up. Logan Thomas, pick him up if he's available. If he's not available, number one wave wire pickup. Um, I mean, we've been saying this all the entire time. Dan Arnold for the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you still haven't gotten him, and he gave you another. He hit the threshold again, 10 fantasy points. He hit it again. You should already have him on your team, but if not, you got to put him on your team. Evan Ingram, I don't know why you're still not saying, okay, he's, he's scoring touchdowns. Get him on your team. Get him on your team. And if you're in Dynasty, I told you before, and he did give you something this week, Don, Donald Parham Jr., if you're in Dynasty, pick this guy up. He's it's like 6'7", 250 pounds at the tight end position. He can only get better from here, man. Um, Jared Cook isn't going to be there forever. Like, Dynasty, pick that guy up as your tight end. So those are our waiver wire pickups for this week. Hopefully. You get these guys on your roster, and you do some things, man. If not, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys that said I told you so, but I told you so. This has been Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I've been Antoine Weisslicker. Be true to thyself. Embrace your addiction and earn your chip. I'll see you on the next one.